0: When our post-everything world has turned life upside down, how do you even know which end is up? If you're
1: committed to a community or a cause greater than yourself, you don't have the luxury of checking out or the
0: freedom to burn out. It's not enough to just keep surviving. We need to thrive again. This is Post Everything. A podcast about remapping culture and rethinking leadership in a liminal age. All right, John. When was the last time you felt confident that you could navigate some kind of a situation or a circumstance or an environment. And as soon as you get in, you realize you're way over your head. You feel helpless and you really have no idea what you're doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've got a story about exactly that. I lead a multi-ethnic church plant in South Florida. And last summer we started visiting the local detention center with an organization that goes in and mentors youth. And we've been visiting over and over over the last six to nine months. And we've really got to know kids that are in the detention center and mentor them and have conversations with them and just found out they're all amazing kids. And it's awesome to help them dream about the future. And help them choose a different path. But the interesting thing is the first time you go into the detention center, everyone experiences the same thing. Hmm. You go in and to even get in the building, you have to get buzzed in. And then you have to give an ID and go through a metal detector. And then to get back behind the front desk, you have to go through this door into this tiny room. And they shut the door to enter and exit. So you're in this tiny room with other people for security reasons. And then they open the second door. Then you walk back and it's quiet. And then you get to these large rooms where the kids live and eat and do their school. And when you step in, it completely throws you off. Because the kids are loud, and they're joking around, and some of them are playing cards or playing games or reading, and it's just a totally different environment. Hmm. And you step in, and then the door shuts behind you, and you're there. And you might think, you know what, I'm good with people. But you get (laughs) in that situation, and you realize you're not sure how to navigate it.
0: Hmm.
1: And it happens for everyone. The first time they go in, they are overwhelmed by trying to figure out which way is up. Now, I've been in 10 or 12 times with these kids, but recently I went in again, and it was almost as if I went in for the very first time. We went through the process and and went back to the room where some of the kids were, and I didn't know any of these particular kids, and some of the kids were playing cards, and so I just sat down at the table with the kids. They sit down at these tables that are bolted down And I got a little bit of a frosty welcome. They weren't that interested in me being there. And I thought, well, maybe if I'm friendly, I can start up a conversation. But I could tell they weren't really interested in conversation. (laughs) So they're playing cards, and I'm looking at the cards, and I'm like, you know what? I can't really ask about the rules to this card game. I could just tell that wasn't going to go over well. So I just tried to watch and figure out what they were playing and show interest in them. But no matter how many hands they played, I couldn't figure out the rules of the game. Mm. So finally, I asked, I said, what game are you playing? And they said the name of the game, but I just didn't recognize the word. So I asked one more time, and that made it even less clear. The word they said, I just didn't recognize. Mm. So I don't know the name of the game. I don't know the rules. They're not interested in me joining. And I'm trying to do my best to persuade these kids that I'm really here just to be uh, a friend, to have conversations with them. But I'm completely disoriented.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, the disorientation of walking into a detention center for the first time is much like trying to live and lead in a post-everything world, the post-everything world that we live in now. Hmm. We're not sure what things are called. We don't know the norms. We don't understand the environment. We don't know what the rules are. We might be able to read the room, but we're still not sure what to do with the information we pick up from reading the room. It's super challenging. And even if you ask a question, you're already wrong. man. That's my experience of the last time I was confident I could navigate a situation, but I got in and I realized how helpless I really was.
0: That's incredibly paralyzing, right? Absolutely. And especially because compared to what you are used to and accustomed to on the outside to walk into a situation like that, where you're giving up a lot of power and a lot of know-how and a lot of familiarity. And I can imagine that actually in that situation, those kids are actually a hell of a lot more in control and safe in terms of experience because it's familiar.
1: Yeah. That for me is a great example of, I think how many people actually feel right now in our cultural moment, Mm. right now in our post everything world, people are trying to navigate their environment, but it's like stepping into this place where we don't really know the rules We don't Mm -hmm. know what the game is and we don't know how to play the game.
0: Yeah, John, you and I, we've talked a little bit outside of the recording of these podcasts and reflected about how dramatically different kinds of people we feel like we are now post-pandemic than we were pre-pandemic. It's like the rules were changed on us. We didn't go walking into a detention center, but we were locked down in our own homes. The detention center kind of came to us. And regardless of whether or not, in hindsight, that has proven to be as necessary in its severity or what have you, but it changed our perspectives dramatically because of a change of place, change of perspective, all of those things add up to us feeling like we're not the same people we were three years ago. And very few people actually do feel that way. Yeah.
1: Right. Everything has changed and we've changed. We've been
0: changed by the change. Hmm. Yeah. And now I think what the pandemic really has done is fast forward and accelerate some of those changes so that it's easier to see them. But now that we can recognize them and understand like, okay, that did just change. Oh, what... What do we do with that? I mean, think about the word that we are all sick of hearing. And I think, thankfully, most of us have moved past... I know what you're going to say. Well, especially since we scripted this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right? The word unprecedented is now extremely and stupidly precedented and should probably come with a trigger warning ahead of time as well, right? We're living in a liminal age, and, and what was is no longer, but what's next is still unclear. And and like, what a word that actually became so part of our popular nomenclature to describe this kind of liminal in-between age that we are in the thick of and in the midst of. It's just the irony is so thick.
1: Yeah. So the way as we look ahead and we're going, how do we navigate this? One of the challenges is we don't really have a map. I think of how in the past, before Google Maps and things like that, we used to get these AAA maps where you go to a AAA and they'd give you this map and they'd highlight the route you were mm. supposed to take and you'd take the map home. And just how those maps are no longer relevant because of technology. I think of our cultural maps not being relevant anymore. Mm. We need remapping. There's no uh, really moral consensus when it comes to our culture. Everyone thinks they're right and that everyone else is wrong. How do we even navigate that little aspect of our culture?
0: Well, and that gets right into exactly what we're hoping to accomplish with this podcast, right? And it's all in the subtitle. We are a podcast about remapping culture and rethinking leadership in a liminal age. And to your point, we need new cultural maps because left and right doesn't describe half as much as it used to. Everything about what is Christian, what is post-Christian, all the different culture-warring topics that we're all used to seeing come through our news feeds on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or if you do still have cable, (laughs) cable news, whatever, it doesn't matter. We are in the thick of this and there needs to be some remapping and some rethinking that may not be doing something pure, innovatively true or new, but it might mean and include recovering some things that we've lost along the way that actually are exactly built and designed for this very moment. And so that's what we're going to start off with in this podcast. The next time you hear our voices, it's going to be about what it means to live in a liminal age and why we feel exhausted and why that liminal age is really difficult and the dynamics of that. And then after about a half dozen episodes of that, we're going to jump into what it means to rethink leadership and really pull in some interviews and experts to help us think more clearly about this as we go and explore and try to understand this upside down world that we live in now.
1: Yeah. Brad, I'm going to share with our listeners who we are. Both you and I are leaders and church planners. You're in Boulder and I'm in South Florida. And both places are highly secular places of culture that change rapidly. But even as we come in from these contexts, we're not experts because Mm. there are no experts. You and I are just trying to really figure this out together and have a conversation. Like everybody else, we're trying to figure out which way's up. But we want to figure out in a way where we're not just surviving, but really we want to thrive. Hmm. We want to lead our churches and communities in a way that builds life, not just gets by. And so we're using the medium of this podcast to really verbally process and have conversations together. And we're going to get some people that are way smarter than us (laughs) to help us figure this out, this post-everything world that we live in. So we're excited that you'll join us and... Thanks for listening.
0: All right. Thanks.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: If you found this
1: episode helpful, text it to a friend. Please take a minute and rate this podcast. Leaving a review helps other people find us and connect. You can send us questions or feedback by emailing us at posteverythingpod at gmail.com. Thank you.